Hey guys, what's up? I'm Jess Joni, and this is the QC Fit Fest podcast. I am beyond excited to be hanging with you guys downtown Davenport at the River Center, Saturday, September 11th from 11 to 6. Head over to QCFitFest.com. Check us out on social media at QC Fit Fest on Instagram and Facebook. We were doing a huge giveaway of tickets so you could win your way in and make sure you keep an eye out for more giveaways as well because we are just inviting the entire Quad Cities and surrounding areas to the River Center Saturday, September 11th for this event. And joining us on this episode of QC Fit Fest podcast, we've got a name that is so familiar in the Quad Cities. I think even Cobra Kai knows who he is. It's Travis Tarpin um, with Tra- Tarpin's Martial Arts in Davenport, Iowa. Travis, welcome to the Fit Fest podcast. Well, thank you for having me. This is absolutely awesome. I'm so glad that you have hung in there for all of our intros and you know, all of my fumbles and all that other stuff that we have just had so much fun with. And I um, wanted to tell you that first off, like the Tarpon family name, I it, I grew up with it in the Quad Cities. I have loved martial arts since Karate Kid. That was a main influence for me. I also loved Ralph Macchio, but I don't as much now. I'm more of a Johnny Johnny kind of a girl, unfortunately. And uh, <laughs> he's turning into a good Johnny. guy. Gotta love Johnny. Gotta love Johnny. And what's so interesting about that is, um, you know, all of my relationship tendencies aside, picking the bad boy, but outside of that, one of the things that I used to think as a kid was that Nick Tarpon was just this huge guy. He was just like the martial artist in the Quad Cities and that he was the equivalent to Johnny's coach, that sensei in Karate Kid. Who was that? Sensei Cress. What a crazy name. And I knew he wasn't Mr. Yes. Miyagi, but you know... <laughs> No, he was not. He was not Mr. Miyagi, not even by a stretch of imagination there. Yeah. Earlier, you said that you had a a story related to that. And I was like, please wait till I start recording in order to get a hold of that. Yeah, it was. It's not a super great story, but it's pretty good. Uh, So growing up in the martial arts and then the Karate Kid franchises, you know, it's it's been very good for business because, you know, Karate Kid just kind of runs parallel with everything that we've done. And, you know, we've been called like the Miyagi camp. We've also been the Cobra Kai, you know, more so probably Cobra Kai than anything. So I was telling my dad, I'm like, man, dad, there's this new series out called Cobra Kai. And it's, it's, it's really fun. It's light. It's, uh, you know, you don't have to think. You just kind of watch it and kind of like enjoy it. And he was like, yeah, I don't know if I'll watch it. And he seemed just a little bit, not necessarily bitter, but like, I ain't going to watch it. Eh. I'm like, well, why? It's, it's fun. I go, man, they brought back the old character. He goes, you know what? He goes, everybody always thought that I was the mean sensei. And I kind of like shrugged my shoulders and lifted my eyebrows. I'm like, well, you know, you kind of <laughs> were pretty hard in class. And uh, he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch it. They even said I look like that, that, that mean sensei. I can't remember his name. And so I, you know, naturally, you know, I know all the characters. I'm like, oh, yeah, Sensei Cress. He goes, yeah, that's him. He goes, I look nothing like that guy. And I'm like, well, you don't, but you kind of ran classes pretty, pretty dang hard that way. And then he kind of like chuckled and goes, yeah, I kind of did, didn't I? So he, he kind of related to the character a little bit, but also he was a little bitter that people kind of like, oh, yeah, Sensei Tarpon's like Sensei Crest, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> well, so there really wasn't, I was not that far off in my imagination of your father. Not, not far off. And what's even more hilarious, if you've watched it, you know, uh, Sensei Johnny, he grew up and, you know, he listens to like hair metal and he drives like a challenger, you know, like muscle car and people like jokes that I, I always play metal music in my classes for, you know, especially like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And people are like, man, you're like Johnny, you know, 
your dad's like Sensei Crest, and you're like the new Johnny. So I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, I'm still going to play hair metal. <laughs> so, so, so basically, what you're saying is they should send the uh, royalty checks over to Tarbin's Martial Arts Center for creating yes. that TV show movie, right? <laughs> they should. I, I'm beginning to wonder. I'm like, were they like peering in my windows, going, "Hey, all right, we've got a character right here, and uh, we're just going to kind of base the new Johnny off this guy over here in Davenport, Iowa." I love it. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, you know, so for, for all of our listeners, um, if anybody is in the quad cities, obviously they, they, they have probably heard the term or the name, uh, Tarbin's martial arts. Um, but for any newcomers that may not have, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the, the, the Tarbin's martial arts center, you know, how long have you guys been in business? Uh, where are you guys located and some of the uh, disciplines that you teach over there? Absolutely. You bet. Well, man, decades ago, Nick, started training martial arts himself. It kind of grew into a business and he's got a great story behind that. He's actually somebody you should get on the podcast because that dude likes to tell stories and he's got a lot of good ones as well. He was basically gifted some money because um, he pretty much saved some dude from getting beat up and stabbed. And so the guy out of gratitude said, here, you need to teach this to the public, gave him a few bucks. And that was his first month's rent. He started teaching. Next thing you know, he had a couple more students. He was able to pay rent and this kind of snowballed over years and years and years. You know, probably a dozen schools later, man, he had this thriving community of martial artists. And there's been all kinds of notable names that have trained with us over the years. You know, probably 10 years ago, he was talking about retiring. I already had a school in Moline that I bought from him. I had uh, had one over in Bettendorf as well. So I, I kind of slid right into Davenport and kind of taken over that. So I moved my Bettendorf location over to the Davenport facility. And then I have Moline and Davenport functioning right now full time. So I'm very lucky to be teaching, you know, kids karate, kids Brazilian jiu-jitsu, as well as the adults. Yeah, it's, it's been great. And I, I'm able to do this full time. So that's the one thing that really separates me from a lot of the other schools in the area is this is my profession. This is what I do daily, day in, day out. And, um, you know, I'm lucky enough where something fun is turning to a job for me. I'm grateful every day. That's fantastic. Now, now, I guess in your your own opinion, I know that you do classes for adults and for kids. What does martial arts, traditional martial mm-hmm. arts, really do for the psyche of a child? I, obviously, it's there's health aspects. You know, you're you're moving around, you're getting the blood flowing. What other uh, advantages and benefits is there to joining a martial arts academy? Oh gosh, yeah. So especially going into this time of year, I think most of us understand that most of the kids are going back to school. So what happens, it's a little stressful. Kids get back into school. And right now, we I, I call this the calm before the storm. Right now, the kids are just kind of getting into the groove. But then there's always going to be that kid in school who's going to be kind of like a, the Johnny of the Karate Kid, you know, the, the bully. I'm going to have so many parents give me a call saying, hey, look, we had an issue last year. Now it's trickling into this year. I want my kid to be able to defend themselves. Two fold right away. One, we deal with a bullying issue. And then what we do is we give that kid some self-confidence. So the martial arts, overall can do a lot. But right now, this time of year, we're going to deal with bullying issues. Then we're going to deal with self-confidence issues. And the two kind of run hand in hand. So if a kid's getting picked on in school, sometimes that confidence drops a little bit. And the martial arts is a very, very good thing for boosting that. The biggest reason is they come in from ground zero, know nothing. And then over time, they're like, wow, I can punch, I can kick. Now I can throw knees, now I can throw elbows, I can put a combination together. Now 
this stuff is fluid where I don't even have to think about it. It's just like tying my shoes. It just happens naturally and they get belt advancements and it's just a, a good culture all the way around. And that's just like one aspect of it. We've got other parents that come in and say, Hey, my kid's ADHD. I don't want to put them on medication. I think this would be good for them. I've spoken with professionals and the doctors all refer, you know, me to come to you and say, Hey, you know what? Martial arts can be good. So that's one thing that we get to kind of help tackle is getting kids to kind of focus and get driven in a certain direction. I've taken actually several seminars on how to teach kids with different ADHD and uh, AD, um, ADD to help channel that that energy towards something positive. And the parents are like, oh my gosh, this is great. It's the best thing that's been for my kid. They're getting stronger and they're listening better and they're focusing at school. So it's, it trickles into other parts of their life. Right. And you know, one of the things too, is just being able to not only be able to get them to focus, but you know, you, at least in my experience with martial arts is it's about, you know, quieting the mind and becoming really in tune to the senses and, you know, the world around you and what your intuition is saying. And there's not many places or spaces in the world that we live in, in this fast paced world, uh, that's teaching us that that's really having us somatically in a physical way, learning to quiet ourselves. Oh, you you nailed it. In fact, uh, I'll see kids, they'll come onto the floor and they bow on, and they're starting class like normal. And then I see, you know, they grab their phone out of their pocket and they're starting to dilly dally around on their phone. I'm like, look, we start in two minutes. In two minutes, that phone has got to be out of the mat area. And you're going to take it out there. And they're like, oh, well, I was just checking my messages. I might have to check it later on. I go, is it an emergency for later on? Or you just want to check it? Well, I just want to check this and that. I'm like, no, got no phones on the mat. So I make the kids leave all their phones and everything outside in the lobby. And, you know, they have to come in and that's one hour where we get to kind of like unplug and concentrate. It's very much mental as well as physical. You know, we're getting that physical aspect of it. But also, too, it's like you said, you're clearing the mind where that you're not even thinking about it. You you, you don't have that urge to just grab your phone, go, oh, I'm just going to see what time it is. And that trickles into, OK, I'm going to check my email. Oh, I'm going to check my social media. Next thing you know, you're 15 or 20 minutes into your, you know, daily habit of looking at your phone and I'm guilty of it as well, but I make a point. I, I even make a point. I don't answer my phone when I'm on the mat. It could be a business call. I'm like, well, you know, they'll wait for the top of the hour. So it's like, I, I expect the kids to give me hundred percent. And just like I give the kids a hundred percent class, even the adults for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. We can't expect our kids to give us what we won't give them. I mean, that's exactly. just, it's just that simple. Well, I wanted to touch on uh, women in martial arts as well, Travis, because um, you know, women's self-defense classes are certainly so important. And I really admire the fact that you went and had training on the children's um, classes for ADHD and how to engage students in that capacity. But, you know, women in self-defense classes, women having a safe place to tackle, scream, punch, throw down, like I think a lot of women, a, a friend of mine just told me the story that it, it was life-changing for her to take a self-defense class. And it was like a three or four day class up in Chicago. And she, um, for the first time in her life, tapped into that inner RAR, you know, where you're, you're actually screaming and, and able to get physical. And so in all of that, I, I love that you also provide that opportunity for women. So what does women's self-defense classes and martial arts look like in your studio? Oh, yeah. Great question. I just did a seminar for the St. Ambrose soccer team. And uh, everything that I do, I always show the technique, but I kind of explain the reason why it's so important to understand space management. And this is where a lot of schools are like, oh, I'm going to teach how to throw a punch, a kick, a knee, an elbow. And all that's good. But if they don't understand distance and space management and their gut intuition, 
all that doesn't really matter because it's almost like too late at that point. I'm not saying it's too late, but I'm just saying it's like you, you got to be aware ahead of time. So I kind of go over, I, you know, I got a whole speech that I give to the kids and the adults and women, you know, understanding your gut instinct and understanding safety zone. Because the biggest thing is, is making space. Usually when women come in the class, they got little to no experience, but they're there for a reason. And I've seen a billion different reasons why they come in, but usually it's nothing great, you know? So uh, I try to listen to them and say, okay, we're going to make sure you understand like how to judge space so you can get away. I go, I wouldn't expect you to go, you know, toe to toe with this person who's maybe trying to assault you, punch you, grab you. But we're going to sh- we're, we're going to understand the space and the safety zones first, and then we'll get into the technique part. And that's the way I kind of start my classes. And I let them understand that, you know, hey, we got to get the space and understand distance management and know what to do when that safety zone is closing up or has been closed. And then it's time to start working the technique. Yeah, I think um, with that, you know, a lot of times women think if somebody's going to attack them, that they're just going to start swinging and then they're just wasting a lot of energy and a lot of uncontrolled movement. And so I, I would, I know that even you and you talking about it makes me have this feeling of like, I really need to focus in on my own energy if I were in a situation like that, instead of reacting, you're learning to respond from a controlled, uh, more calm space, even though it's scary. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. A lot of times it's not even brought to the forefront because martial arts are so like, I guess, trained from the beginning, like, okay, this is how we throw this combination. We're going to stomp on a knee and do this and do this and do this. All that's fine and good. But if we can prevent that from happening right from the get go, you know, if something doesn't seem right, trust that gut feeling and try to take those precautions before you have to get physical. And uh, a lot of schools just kind of blanket over it and just ignore it. And it's like, ah, man, that's silly. You know? Absolutely. And, and it sounds like there's just so many different, uh, amazing, uh, benefits of, of, of joining your guys, center or martial arts in general. And, um, that's why we're, you know, for any of the listeners just jumping on again, we're talking with Travis Tarpin from Tarpin's uh, martial arts center. And, uh, we're super excited to have you down at the, um, QC fit fest expo, uh, Saturday, September 11th, to kind of showcase some of your demonstrations and have a booth down there and let let our community know about uh, everything you've just told us today, uh, the advantages and the benefits of, of joining your gym and, and uh, you know, safety classes and building confidence and, and so on and so forth. Um, let, our, let our listeners know, and I know one thing that you're going to be doing down there is we're going to have uh, what we've been telling our listeners and our fans, uh, we're calling them interactive stations where we're going to have some match. We're going to be bringing them in and people are going to be doing some live um, interactive experiences, whether that be teaching a yoga class or doing weightlifting techniques um, or jujitsu techniques, workshops, uh, boxing, so on and so forth. Could you let the listeners know you're going to be down there and what kind of demonstrations are you going to be doing while you're there? Yeah. So two, two parts. Um, my judo coach, Greg Humphreys, he's been with us since I've taken over the Davenport location. He's going to conduct an actual judo class. So he's going to have the kids perform different like trips and throws and some groundwork on the mats as well. But, uh, I'm really excited, <clears throat> excuse me, for the simple reason that I, I haven't had a demo team in quite a few years. And so, <clears throat> Excuse me. So I was asking some of the kids, I said, hey, who would be interested in being part of a demonstration team? And they all look at me like, what, what, what is a demonstration team? What is that? I go, that's basically when you get to kind of show up for the public. And all of a sudden, like, 
50 hands shot up there. Oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. And That's so I awesome. said, okay, this, yeah, I go, so this is the deal. We're going to have demo team practice. So we have an extra class, actually three extra classes per week. And, you know, we're not, we're not charging the kids for it. And a lot of the parents are like, well, how much is this going to cost us? I'm like, no, nothing. Just bring your child in. We're going to work with them. And we're going to, you know, the only thing that we ask in return is that you make it on these three days. So these kids have picked up nunchucks and bow staffs and size and commas. And we have an actual choreographed skit. And I don't want to say too much, but it, we just put it this way. It's, we nicknamed it the good guy, bad guy demo. So we've got like maybe 11 or 12 kids and half of them will be good guys, half of them will be bad guys. And they're going to run some weapon work. And it takes, I mean, this gets relatively short. It's less than five minutes, but it's kind of fun. It's kind of campy. And um, it's definitely interactive because the crowd can definitely cheer on, you know, the good guys or the bad guys, whatever they want to do. And we do it to music. And um, I'm sorry about that. Am I still there? Yeah, you know you're there. Oh, okay. and, and I, 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 I'm kind of listening as as you're talking. I'm kind of picking up this. Uh, reverting back to Joni's first comment about the Cobra Kai. Uh, you yes. know, that's kind of what that TV show is like—the good versus the bad. And that's yes. kind of what I'm picking up on, and, and that's so fantastic. And I actually had the pleasure of, of coming into the uh, the dojo and 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 catching the last ten or fifteen minutes of it. And I am super excited about having you guys there doing the. Uh, weapons demonstration or skit, however you want to refer to it as. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm, and you know, that's also reverting back to the confidence that you're building up with those kids. You know, you, you go to a lot of places and if you ask kids, Hey, we're going to be doing something that's going to be in front of the public who wants to do it. Usually you'll be lucky to get one or two hands. The fact that you had that many kids yeah. uh, raise their hand and want to volunteer is absolutely amazing. And, uh, and, and uh, it kind of shines through on what you're teaching up there. Yeah, and what was funny is, like I said, half of those kids, they wanted to do it, but they had, they had other obligations. And that was the only requirement I said. I go, look, mom and dads, you know, if the kids want to do it, I'm going to put my heart and soul into it. But they have to be here on these three classes every day leading up to September 11th. And they're like, oh, man, we've got this league and that league. So some of the kids were kind of a little bitter, like, I don't want to do this. I'd rather do the demo, demo team practices and be part of the demonstration team. Sure. I go, well, good news is we can do it later on. I go, but, you, you know, if you're obligated for whatever it is, you know, soccer league or whatever, you got to do that first. So the kids are a little a little sour, but they, they understood. And kind of going back to the demo team, like I said, I'm, I'm starting from ground zero. And Chris, I don't know if you've really seen how much work they were doing, but these kids have never even touched a weapon, a nunchuck, a, a nothing. Right. I mean, so they're, we're starting at, you know, ground zero. And as, as good as they are in such a short amount of time, I'm really excited to kind of keep this momentum going because they, we got one, we got two girls doing the nunchucks and they both are good. But the one girl, I was like, that is amazing. So I said, here, you want to borrow my nunchucks? And I've got, um, they're made of aluminum uh, alloy. So they're a very light nunchuck, but she moves them so fast. I'm like, I think you just graduated from a, a practice nunchuck to a real nunchuck. And the, the, the beaming smile that she got was, was just amazing. And I go, take them home, keep them for the weekend, go play with them. I go, you can use them for the demonstration. So I just pretty much gave my nunchucks away. So this girl can, you know, get this extra practice at home. And Overall, the whole group has gone from zero to amazing, like in what, three weeks? 
Yeah, and that and that's super that's super impressive. Um, and and I'm so happy to hear that story about about that girl. And and but you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually super excited to hear it uh, from you. Also, I can hear the fact that you said that you have not had a demo team in years. As you're explaining it, Travis, I can hear the passion and the excitement in your voice. So I'm glad that uh, you know this 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 idea of having you at QC Fit Fest fed into something that was kind of uh, diminished for a while and then resurrected again. And, and I can hear how excited you are and hopefully this uh, leads to future stuff in your classes. You bring this back. Cause it sounds like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement around it. Yeah. I already have some of the parents saying, Hey, my kid wants to do these nunchucks. What do I got to do? I'm like, well, I'm like, we can probably put a schedule uh, together for a nunchuck class or a weapons class. So and that's where it all starts. And I told the kids, I go, the bottom line is, you got to have fun. You got to be smiling. You got to have low stances and big kicks. I go, it's all about exaggeration and it's got to be fun. If you're not having fun, it's going to show. And every single kid that's there, I think I got 11 kids. I'm almost positive it's 11, not 12, because I thought it was an odd number. So I think I got 11 kids that are part of this demonstration team that they leave there and they're just like, when's the next one? I'm like, well, we did Tuesday practice, we practice it on Thursday. And they're like, well, can we practice at home? I'm like, yes, I encourage you, please practice at home. You can't practice enough. I, and I go, the bottom line is make it fun, make it big, make it exaggerated. And they go, oh, okay. So you see the wheel kind of turn, all of a sudden, boom, it clicks. And they're like, they really, truly get it. So, But also, just really quick, I want to touch base on the other thing that we have. Two weeks later, um, Saturday, September 25th, we are actually bringing in Hoist Gracie. If you are any sort of a jiu-jitsu fan or practitioner or a UFC fan, you know this man. Hoist Gracie is like, uh, I always consider him, him and Ken Shamrock are kind of like the Babe Ruth of the UFC. They were the guys who put it on the map. They started it and, and made it to what it is today. He is going to be at your academy, um, I believe from noon to two, doing a two-hour seminar. I know the VIP tickets have sold out, but we do have a few more of the regular uh, seminar uh, tickets available, which you could either uh, purchase directly at Tarbin's Martial Arts, um, or you could get on our website, qcfitfest.com and go under the events tab and you'll see a tab for the seminar and also a meet and greet, which will be the following day at Brandon's Pub in Rock Island. Um, how excited are you, Travis, that, that, that hoist is coming and what has been the buzz uh, in your dojo? Well, I'll put it this way. I told my kids who I have coming in, thanks to you, because you're really the person who spearheaded this whole this whole thing. And I told my kids, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. It's another martial art guy. And I go, kids, listen to me. I go, I'm going to break it down for you. You know that that week of Christmas, when you get really excited, you know Christmas is at the end of the week, and it gets closer and closer, and that excitement builds up, and like you almost can't sleep at night? My Santa Claus is going to be on my mat at my dojo. And their eyes get big and they're like, really? Like Santa Claus? I'm like, no, not real Santa Claus. Voice, voice is my Santa Claus. Do you get it? And they go, oh, oh. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. So the buzz has been big at my gym. I got friends coming in from Texas. I got friends coming in from Chicago. So it's uh, former students of mine that are coming in as well. Plus all my guys. The, the bar has been set so high, Chris. I, I think there's only one more get to go. And I think you know what I'm talking about. But Absolutely. We'll, kind of, we'll keep that a little hush-hush. But it's... uh Dude, I, I can't say enough. You know, it's like, yeah, he's my Santa Claus, man. You know, I'll, I'll probably be a little dreaming, be staring at him. He's, he's, he's been my jujitsu man crush since day one. Absolutely. Well, that that's awesome. And 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 I'm I'm the same way, man. I you know being a being a huge fan of MMA and UFC and and actually being a former promoter in the sport. Obviously, Hoist was a very big inspiration to me, and I and I loved what he brought to the table as far as how he conducted himself 
in and outside of the cage. And as a person, I tell people this all the time. I, I came into contact with so many different UFC fighters and I can't say enough kind things about them. There are so many absolutely, truly amazing people in that sport for it being as rugged as it is. And, um, you know, growing up, my heroes was Boz Rutten and Pat Militich. But I will yeah. tell you now that I've got a chance to meet, meet everybody, um, uh, still love Boz, still love Pat amazing guys all the way around but i will tell you the two that i feel that i connected with personally the most was uh randy couture and hoist gracie i think hoist gracie is uh getting to actually meet him one-on-one -on -one and talk to him several times and and talk to him on the phone and share some fun texts back and forth and and uh have him involved with so many events he is one of the most down-to-earth uh, genuine guys you'll ever meet. And um, I'm really excited to be bringing him here to the Quad Cities to, to your academy and also to the Do the Meet and Greet. Thank you so much for hosting it and for being a part of the QC Fit Fest mission, Travis. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I look forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Here's how you get a hold of the action. Head over to QCFitFest.com. Join us downtown at the River Center in Davenport, Iowa on September 11th. It's 11 to 6, just $10 at the door, $5 for kids, 13 and under. So we look forward to seeing you at this year's first annual QC Fit Fest Health and Fitness Expo.